You're listening to Permission to Shine, the podcast. Stories of overcoming obstacles and finding self-empowerment with Sharice Bisram, Inner Power Activation Leader. The Oxford Dictionary describes permission as the action of officially allowing someone to do a particular thing, consent, authorization. What if you were that someone and you gave yourself the permission to be everything you wanted to be and more? No more playing small and accepting less than. You are worthy of the life of your dreams, regardless of what it is that you've been through. And honestly, it's exactly what you've been through that has shaped you into the version of yourself that you are now. Like a diamond, you've endured so much, but instead of breaking, you've become stronger and brighter. And if that's not a reason to shine, then I don't know what is. And if nature can do it, then why the hell can't you? You are brave, you are strong, you are powerful and you are enough. Hear my call and give yourself the permission to shine because you don't realise how many people are inspired by your light. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 28. So funny story, when I actually recorded this, for some reason I thought it was episode 27 and you're going to hear it now in the voiceover, but I just thought I'd let you know that this is definitely episode 28, you're not on the wrong episode. I hope you enjoy. everyone this is episode 27 all oh, they're rolling on which is really excited and I'm delighted to introduce to you Brandy welcome to the show hi thanks so much for having me I really appreciate it amazing well thank you for being here and Brandy is joining us all the way from Philadelphia in America and we we're just talking about the weather and I was laughing because I've got this big avocado jumper on because the weather has dropped in England and that, uh, Brandy's actually coming next week so I was just filling her in on you know bring some layers basically but Brandy tell the audience who you are what you do Sure. Thanks so much. So I am a medium. So I'm a psychic who is able to talk to deceased loved ones. So I'm able to give messages to people who are grieving from their you know, lost loved ones. And I'm, I actually evolved into now being a mentor. So I'm now helping other people who know they have a special gift or a psychic ability. And I'm mentoring them on what exactly they need to do to develop their ability and enhance it. I love that so much. So there, there might be some skeptical listeners, but I open like I invite you to open up to just listen to Brandy's experience. And uh, yeah, if it's not for you, obviously you don't have to listen. But for me, I am so excited to speak to you because this is something that I've got more into as my spiritual practices have gotten deeper. I've been more open to this other side of life or beyond life if you'd like to say and um I was recently uh listening to Michael Newton's uh work and that literally was so amazing because it just shows me that um what, what I've always believed to be true that there is so much more to death I guess to be honest you know there's more beyond our souls um existence here on this planet and I, I'm so excited about it because I literally I'm so into it I can't wait to hear all about your journey in how you discovered these gifts and yeah everything so please just keep going tell us about you how it how you found your gifts you know your life story um I can't wait to hear all about it I'm gonna let you talk yeah so and that's so funny that you mentioned Michael Newton because his work is amazing I read a couple of his books I think it's amazing how he was able to basically hypnotized people and then they all had like the same story in the spirit world so it was like 7,000 subjects nobody knew each other and they all had like the same experience going into the spirit world so yeah that's amazing so uh, but my journey started I was very young I was probably like 10 years old and I was hearing a lot of spirits so I was what's called clear audience and I still am and that's when I can hear spirits message but it's actually in my own voice, but it's not my thought. So when I was young, I thought I might have been like going crazy. I was very afraid to tell people about it because I thought they might think I was crazy or maybe I was doing it for attention or maybe I was making it up. So I just ignored it and didn't tell anyone about it. And then when I was in my early 20s, I had a very profound spiritual experience. Um, my grandma was passing away and my family and I were all around her hospital bed um, in hospice. And of course, we're crying. We're, you know, losing the matriarch of our family. It was a very sad occasion. But as she took her last breath, 
it felt like a magnet like in my stomach to look above the bed and I realized I was actually feeling her spirit rise out of her body and when I looked above the bed I saw this like it was a star of the most amazing bright colors and it was pulsing in and out like a heartbeat and I I just knew it wasn't even like I was thinking I, I knew in that moment that she was at peace that her angels were there to bring her into the spirit world that her other family members that she had lost were all there to welcome her and in that moment I was like this is not something to be afraid of. This is not something to hide. This is beautiful. I knew she wanted me to get that message. And that really started me on my path because I just didn't want to ignore it anymore. And I felt like I couldn't ignore it anymore either. Um, so I started to read a ton of books and I was watching a lot of TV shows, but like nothing was working, you know, like I still didn't have like, I wasn't developing it. I wasn't able to control when spirit came to me. I didn't know who their messages were for. And it wasn't until years later, I finally found a mentor and I only worked with her for about an hour a month for six months. And then my abilities just skyrocketed. I was able to control my ability. I was able to set boundaries of when I wanted to have the ability or when I didn't want it. Um, and then I realized, like, why are there no mentors? Like, why did it take me years to find someone? So I did mediumship readings for several years, but now I want to be a mentor for other people because, you know, I look back at that journey and it helped me so much. Like, it's totally accelerated my journey. And I was like, I just want to be this for other people now because, like, there aren't many out there. Um, so I created a whole 90-day program around it where people have access to me. We have a like-minded community that I offer. And yeah, it's going really great. And I'm, I just feel like that's my life's purpose right now. It just is my passion for sure. Wow. I love all of that. And I think it's so incredible, you know, that, that idea. I mean, I had um, 11 members of my family pass away in a really short amount of time when I was younger. And I think that really put a, I guess, a deeper idea of what life is you know for me and I think um I've always kind of been into like mediums and clairvoyance because of that idea that, that I want to hear what my family on the other side have to say and I think um my mum went to one um shortly after my nan had passed away my grandma and um then her messages starts to come ac came across from through the medium and then I had my own experience as I got older with my nan and my dad and just being able to hear words that they would say and knowing you have this inner knowing don't you that that's right or wrong and I think um almost that spiritual discernment is what you get I guess the more you know that person and what I would say on that as well is like if you are someone that has lost someone recently and you're looking for a bit of guidance from them in another like in the spirit world for example um well there's no other world I guess well there might be but anyway that's something but I mean I would say use your discernment and also you know read reviews go to people your friends know that work for them because I guess in this industry there probably is a lot of people that could say generic things and you could fall for it but I think your soul would know what's right and what's wrong but I think you only get to that place when you're um grounded I would say if, if you've just lost someone and you went because you needed that like clarification I feel like that would almost be not the wrong thing but I'd feel like you would want it so deeply that it could be easy to be taken advantage of if you didn't have that discernment for yourself um but yeah I, I think that's incredible and everything you're talking about in what you're doing as well now is lovely because it's like kind of the next stage on but I'd love to talk a little bit about you kind of mentioned about when you, you do it like when you can tap in and when you can't like when you close off to it I'd love for you to expand more on that because I think um that's so interesting you know like when we see tv programs of like mediums and things like that and they're in the supermarket and they're like oh by the way your great grandmother says I hope you're okay and they're like what like I'd love to know a bit more about how that transition happened like was you getting experiences like that sure so well first to go back to your um if you've just lost someone and you want to go to a medium I always recommend that you wait at least it could be anywhere from six months to two years because if you are grieving that much I, I compare it to like a brick wall and imagine if you're trying to hear someone talk through a brick wall you're not going to be able to hear them so if your grief is that strong the medium might have a very hard time communicating so I always try to say you know 
maybe try it six months. And then if it doesn't work, try a little bit, maybe like six months later, you will get a message, but that grief definitely needs to subside some for the medium to be able to get a good message. But um, so to go on to the next part of your question about the setting of the boundaries. So I know that those TV shows and they go after those people, but you like how I do it is I don't just read anyone. I need to have their permission because you never know how someone's going to take that information, what their belief system is. So for me, I would never just like go up to a random person and start giving them a message um, because I really feel like it's an ethical thing of making sure that they're prepared for that. Um, but in terms of how I set the boundary is Every day I set my intention with spirit. So I'll let them know basically what my office hours are. So imagine that you have like a storefront and you have a building where, you know, your hours are nine to five or whatever, and you're taking a break from 12 to one for lunch. It's that same thing. Like think of spirit as my client or the people that I'm working with. So they need to know when I'm open and when I'm not, because if that boundary is not set, you're just working a hundred percent of the time. And if I had dead people talking to me, like 24 seven, I would not be experiencing this human life. I would be very, um, my energy would be depleted. I probably wouldn't even be able to hold a conversation with someone because I would have all these spirits talking to me. So it is very important to be able to control that ability and to set those boundaries so that they know. And not only the time, but also like, what are the what are the other boundaries? You know, like I do not allow them to touch me. Um, so you have to also think of like what exactly you want whenever they do come to you. So it's a little bit of a process, but once you have it down, you know, you definitely need to say it every day because if a new spirit comes tomorrow, that's never heard the hours before, then you want to make sure that you're expressing that to them. So every day you need to really set that intention. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just like humans, I guess, really, eh? you know, it's the same thing. I guess if I had a client that was trying to contact me 24 hours a day, I'd have to be like, right, I'm only working from this time to this time. So I fully get that. And yeah, wow, that's so spot on, really. I think about, yeah, we can apply that to our lives just in general, which is, yeah, properly that. And um, I, I'm just so intrigued by everything. Like, <laughs> literally, I've got a million questions to ask you. Um but what was I going to say on, um, I guess you started off by saying you were a clear audience to begin with. Has that developed into more senses now then? Yeah, definitely. So I'm also clairvoyant, which means I'm able to see images, symbols, visions. It's almost like a home video or like I'm flipping through a photo album. Um, and then I also see them externally. So um, like whenever I'm sleeping, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and there might be a spirit like right in front of me. And I'm never, everyone's always like, aren't you afraid of it? And I'm like, no, it's like beautiful. And I always want to know why they're there, but then they disappear usually before I can even have a conversation. Um, but I'm also clairsentient. So I can just like feel their energy. And so when I'm doing a reading, people say I start to talk like that person, or I start to do their mannerisms. Um, and I'm also claircognizant now as well, meaning I just know it. Like, I'll like barely get the thought in my head and I'm already spewing it out to someone. It's just like a knowing that I'm just like already saying it. But I think where people get a little confused or maybe um, a misconception is that you need to have all of those senses. And you really don't. Like I always say, envision it like, like, okay, so if you're, if you're playing a sport, the goal is to win, right? But you don't need to be good at every single sport to win. Mm. So you need to figure out which sport you're good at. So that would be here, your clear sense, which is the best one, run with it. And if you're getting the message, you're winning. So you don't need to have all of them. As long as you have one and you're getting that message, message you're winning the game, the game. Amazing. No, absolutely. I completely yeah, understand that because even from a perspective for me with mental health and well-being and you know self-awareness, it's it's all of these things. You know, like especially when you start to change the way you do things. For example, like I was very toxically masculine in the way I was doing things, so like constantly working hard and pushing against the grain and all these things that I was doing. When I stopped doing those little things, there was almost an element of me feeling like oh, I'm not good enough at that, or I need to, you know, I'm trying to soften my edges. Am I being soft enough, like challenging myself and all these things, but actually just accepting that everything takes time to develop. And also sometimes it just is the way it is. You know, we're not supposed to be good at everything, like you said, and I think that's a really nice way to look at it. I think if we go back to your life now and you sort of tapping into these gifts, would you say that, having the guidance and support from the spirit realm has 
shapes your life as a human in your human experience? Oh, absolutely. It is amazing. <laughs> so I would never want to go back to how I was before because it has completely changed my life. So just, um, so when you're, when you need to communicate with the spirit, you need to have very high vibration. So if to raise that vibration, you really need to cultivate gratitude and, and gratitude is really a state of being. It's a lifestyle. It's not just, I mean, it could start out with like writing a gratitude journal, but then it needs to be a, a step higher than that. And so you really need to just be grateful for your life. See it, it was overflowing. And when you can stay in that positive vibration and even if something bad happens, kind of change your perspective in terms of, you know, what is this trying to teach me? What am I going to learn from this? Um, so that changes it everything as well. And then also just like how you said with your self-awareness, you know, that's actually the very beginning of my mentorship program. That's the first thing that my clients need to do is, you know, do inner child healing work. Are they self-sabotaging? Are they, do they need to forgive themselves for anything? So you really need to to get yourself to live authentically, you really need to look at all of that and then release all that baggage, let's say, because then you can move into your future life without having that heaviness. And so you can live more positively and have that high vibration. Um, but it's almost like a reality change because, you know, you've lived your life so long by the rational mind and by the ego telling you, you know, this is safe, don't go out of your comfort zone. And then you have to kind of tweak it to listen to your intuition and then you get to the other side and you do go through a, a phase of what's reality then? I've known this for so long and now I'm able to communicate with spirits. Like now I don't have a fear of death. Now I know about the spirit world. And it's like kind of everything that you learned. I mean, not for everyone, but how my experience was. And then it kind of changes. And now, yeah, there's no going back for me. This is an amazing way to live. And, you know, it's always like you you have like your own little mentor that you can ask questions to. You have your spirit guide there and they're always going to lead you to the right place. So yeah, you can always ask them questions and just know that you have, like someone has your back in this human life. It's, it's awesome. I love that so much. And I feel like you were describing my life and process on how I've transitioned as a human, you know, like coming out of that phase of like the old way that I used to live and, you know, the self-acceptance, like you said, the inner child healing, like moving through in that way to get to a point where I stopped doing and I started trusting and listening to that inner voice that's really been the healing journey and I always say that that connection to listening to my intuition has what steepened my spirituality because I, I would say that all of um you know what you're speaking about for me feels like feminine energy like that's like something that's a a feminine characteristic in terms of we're talking about the polarities of energy and not gender you know um and I'd say that every layer that I get deeper in my own healing, I feel more connected to spirit and like all of that, you know, if we're, we're going to go really deep into that, I, I really do feel, and I've been saying that for quite a while now about how we're interconnected, you know, there's so much more than just us, us being human, you know, and I think that it's so wonderful to have you here to just reinforce that message because that's something I've believed for a really long time. And, um, yeah, something that I feel the world needs more of, you know, because I think even um, we talk about what's going on in the world right now, and there's like wars and all these things coming up. I feel like if we were more connected to that inner part of us, that inner knowing, that, you know, deep oneness with the universe and, you know, how it unfolds, I would feel like there would be less hate in the world. And I think, um, like you said, obviously you've got to be on the higher vibration to be able to, connects and and I think um I, I'm seeing that just in life every day like I can see people that are getting caught up in what's on the news and you know like the the very 3d way of reality when actually for me I feel like there's so many layers above this world that we can connect to when we raise our vibration which is inevitably the start is being grateful right and and raising your vibration so yeah I just feel like that was really nicely folded into just what's happening at the moment you know even um I was speaking about you know like the masculine and feminine like I did a post on it literally the other day and it's just about how I've grown in that space um and just like being softer to and and understand that. I feel I feel like this is what I'm trying to get at. It's like it's almost like an element of closed mindedness, you know, like when it's all you've ever done, it's all you've ever known, it's all you've ever seen. Until you kind of break that open, 
you, you realize that you know whatever flowing it's not stagnant life you know I, I think yeah I hope in a roundabout way I've made sense there because I feel like this is all tying into the same weave almost <laughs> like in, mm-hmm. in a weird way um but tell me about um your first kind of experience like when you did see a spirit you know I guess for you you probably were a bit more further along your journey in terms you knew that they were there but what was that first ever experience like when you when you saw something yeah um I think my first initial reaction was fear because it is you know that fear of the unknown and I was very young um but the fear quickly turned to I don't think this is something scary I think my reaction was more to movies right the exorcist and poltergeist and all of that and I think that's what made me afraid because I was like oh my god am I gonna get possessed by this thing you know I just wasn't sure and then I realized it was a very soft energy and I and then I kind of felt like it was protecting me so I felt like it was there for a reason and and I think that's really important for people to realize is that if something comes to you your initial reaction might be fear, but then you control if it's scary or not. It's actually your own free will, whether it is scary. And unless you investigate, you can't just assume that it's scary. So yeah, it quickly changed from like initial like shock and fear to, oh, I think this is something actually trying to protect me and and then accepting that protection. Um, But then I still chose to ignore it, right? Because I was still like, not sure of it, not sure of myself, not sure of them um, until years later. But that was really the first thing. And I, I do feel like she was a female that came to me as well. Um, yeah, and it felt more like protective. But yeah, I think it's just like the movies, right? And and that misconception of like the occult and witches and all of that. So it makes you kind of think, oh my gosh, is that what's happening? Until you really like actually sit down and have a conversation with the spirit. I mean, it could be a black figure coming to visit me. It could be my grandma just wearing like a black dress that day. It doesn't mean it's scary. Um, but I think a lot of people have that misconception, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I agree. I feel like we fear what we don't know. I was thinking about that with spiders as well. I know that's quite off topic, but I feel like, you know, so many people are scared of spiders because they don't like the way they look. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how is that just, that is the epitome of humanness, right? We don't like what we don't like the look of. That's true. And we fear it. And I'm like, wow, like that's such a, again, closed-minded way to look at things, isn't it? I think, um, I believe that there was a time where we all had this interconnectedness. We all had the ability to see and feel and and connect with these other realms of, you know, past lives and all all of those things. And I think over time, we've just built these walls of protection around us to keep us safe in quotes, because is it safe, you know? And, And it's a shame because, yeah, like you said, there's so much guidance to be had and safety from these, these, spirits and and energies that are around us all the time and I think it's just um yeah it's really sad that we've got to this space but then we're grateful for people like you that are making this more accessible for so many people to understand and and to connect with which I think is um yeah just a really really beautiful thing that you're doing and the fact that you're opening that door to a lot of people because would you say like I believe that everyone has some form of gift in this realm would you say that that's true Yes, absolutely. Just like the five senses, it's just your sixth sense, you know, so I definitely know that everyone has psychic abilities. And I'm glad you brought that up. I actually have a free um, PDF. So if your listeners want to go to my website, brandyvan.com, that's Brandy with an I, if they sign up for my email newsletter list, they'll get my free PDF because I think a lot of people don't know what psychic experiences are to realize that they're having them. So my PDF goes through like, experiences that you might be having that you think are just normal everyday ones but they're actually psychic experiences and it's a fun little quiz and then you kind of circle which ones you have the most of and it divides it into the type of psychic ability so maybe you're a medium or an empath or a telepath there's so many different types out there so not only will it get your eyes to open up to what a psychic experience is but then it will also show them what type of psychic they actually are by how much how what what they're experiencing oh my gosh that's amazing yes I will definitely share that in my notes as well because I know there'll be a lot of um people I know that'll be really interested in that especially my friends as well we're all kind of like well, I say all of us there's quite a 
collective of my friends that are really into this so I know that they'll definitely like that too and some of the listeners so that's amazing I was just wondering if you had any um obviously we don't need to disclose too much of anyone else's information but if you had any like really beautiful stories that of you sharing you know your gifts with with a client um that come to your mind that you'd like to share with us yeah sure so there's always this one client I love sharing his story so he was in my program, which is 90 days. And it seems like everyone, by the time they get to the middle, they're like, I don't know if this is working. I don't think I don't want to do this anymore. And I know that's their ego talking to them, right? That's their rational mind saying there's no science here. You'll never be able to do this. So I really need them to trust themselves. And so I go into that with them of, you know, the louder your inner critic gets, see it as your best friend instead of your enemy and bring them along for the ride. This is when your breakthrough is going to happen. So he was right at that point. And I'm so glad that I talked him into staying in the program because he started to have experiences and I didn't even know what he was experiencing. Honestly, I had to do a lot of research on it. But what I found was that he's an angelic healer. He's actually able to channel St. Michael through him and he's able to heal people. And that's all he does is think of them. And I gave him an exercise to do of like um, a meditation or a prayer to heal these people. And his validation rate is like 98%. It's crazy. And so, of course, at first you're going to think, oh, is this just coincidence? I don't know if I'm actually doing anything. But a story after story, it was like, this person has been in the hospital for X amount of months. He prayed for them for a few days. They went home and they're fine. So just a few weeks ago, he prayed for this 11-month-old baby who had been in the NICU for her whole life since the day she was born. He prayed for her for three days, and she went home, and now she's recovering, and it's beautiful. I mean, and it's like story after story of that, so there's no way it's coincidence. You know, he he gets upset, like, for maybe the three whole people that he couldn't heal, but I always tell him, like, you're not the divine creator. So, you know, if the divine creator needs that soul or that spirit, you know, you can't, you know, you can't help everyone, but his like 98% like is amazing. And so I'm so proud of him. I'm so glad he stuck with it because he's healing all these people just through his mind and just being able to channel an archangel, which is like awesome. I can't do that, but I'm so glad that I got him to be able to realize what his gift was just amazing. Wow, that is incredible. Like my face lit up when you told that story. Like how wonderful. And the fact that you were able to guide him to that gift, that's incredible. Like when I started to um heal on these deep layers of like inner trauma, my um energy healer lady, she said to me, You've got to wear Angel Michael's cape of protection. So it's funny, whenever he comes up into conversations, I'm like, Yeah, I know about that because I wear his cape every day energetically to protect myself because I think um I can't remember why I think it's because I even on on lives before this one I've experienced quite a lot of death and destruction in my previous lives I, I think um this is very woo woo now we're gonna go I mean if it wasn't woo woo before we're gonna go into <laughs> it but um I've had like life regression done and um in my library my um is it Ash Akashic, Akashic, records, Akashic, yeah. yeah I've got like a whole section of my library is full of books of war and destruction so I've been part of that um so I think that's why she was like it's really important for you to protect your energy all the time so I do it a couple of times a day because um I used to not realize, but I was getting spiritually attacked in my sleep at night. And um, I thought that was just because of the trauma that I'd experienced in this life. Um, but actually, it's connected to beyond that, because I mean, you'll know more about this, I'm sure. But obviously, when we sleep, we go into um, a different, oh, would you say dimension? I, I mean, you could probably go into a bit more detail about that. But um, yeah, obviously, when I was sleeping, I wasn't in my body. So I was above my body I, I don't know please mm -hmm. explain you've got a better, better yeah. <laughs> so you were having like an out-of-body experience so maybe you were like doing astral travel or astral projection even um so yeah when we're sleeping and not even actually when we're sleeping even before we go to sleep so when you're in that in that state of you're about to fall asleep but you're not asleep quite just yet that's called the hypnagogic state. And that's when your brain um, is in that in-between space. And so that's very an easy spot for spirit to be able to communicate with us. And then during the night, between the hours of 1 a.m. and 4 a.m., the veil is the thinnest every night. So that's those three hours are a very specific time that spirit's able to communicate with us. 
And then oppositely, whenever you're about to wake up, but you're still asleep, but you're kind of waking up, that's the hypnopompic state. And that's the same thing. Your brain is in that whatever you want to call it in that brain state of the spirit can communicate with you then. So yeah, it's much easier for them to communicate with us because, you know, just like in meditation, your mind is very quiet, then uh, you're very calm. And that's a very easy space for them to be able to, to talk to us. Yes, I love that. And that's actually what I use for my clients with the um, subconscious reprogramming, you know, when we're trying to heal trauma. Um, I think it's, is it the NLP? I think it's connected to, I mean, obviously mine's from a much more holistic place um, based on my own lived experience, but I know for my clients, I sort of talk to them about, you know, doing the um, affirmations as soon as they wake up so they can set their day to that energy of today's gonna be a great day or you know I am strong I'm powerful I can achieve anything I want to you know whatever it is and for me that changed my whole way I lived my life because I used to wake up in this like state of overwhelm whereas now every morning I'm subconsciously even before I'm awake saying these things to set my intention for the day so it is so powerful isn't it that that brainwave state I can't remember if it's delta or delta delta or theta but one of the two is the same thing isn't it obviously your words are a lot more fancy than mine <laughs> but there is that it's that thing and this is the thing right I think you will agree with me science almost always backs this up in a roundabout way and I think that's what a lot of people why people don't believe it is because they're like oh it's not scientific but I actually believe there's a lot of proof scientifically that these things are connected like even down to um da Vinci and like his belief in you know that the angels and the the geometry of like the pyramids to the um paintings of Jesus like there's it's everywhere for me now I'm aware of it I can see it everywhere and I think you must get a lot of questions like that about the science connection like what are your thoughts on that yeah. And, you know, there's too many experiences out there for it not to be true. I mean, there's so many people out there that have these experiences. So um, I I feel actually for the people who are skeptic, I, I like feel bad for them because this is a beautiful way to live. And so I feel like if you believe that you just die and that's the end of your existence, like, I just think that's so sad. Um, and if you have a choice to believe one way or the other, I don't know why would someone would want to believe that. But The way I deal with skeptics is that, you know, there's science about consciousness, right? We're conscious right now. We're having this conversation or you're drinking something there. You're tasting it. That's your consciousness. But there's no science on subjective experience. So I always say, and because I love roller coasters, I always give this example. But if someone's on a roller coaster, there's two people, they're both screaming. Just by looking at them, you don't know if someone's fearful, like, get me off of this thing now, I hate this. Or if the other person is loving the thrill of it and knows they want to get back in line and go on it again. It's that same thing. Just by looking at someone, you never know what they're subjectively experiencing. And there's no science on that. So no one can tell me whether you're a skeptic or a believer what I'm experiencing, just like no one can say what you're experiencing. Um, So yeah, there's no science on that. But there are organizations out there right now that the scientists are working with the mediums and they're putting like electrodes on their heads and seeing what's going on with the brain whenever they're able to connect. So I really think at some point there will be a science connection. I feel like we're getting closer and closer to that. And, you know, a hundred years ago, if someone came to us and said, oh, we're going to have this thing called the internet and we're going to be able to look up everything on our phones, they would have thought that person was crazy or a witch. And they would have said, there's no way this can happen. There's no science on this. So, you know, there's so many things in the past that, you know, people would have thought was crazy. So I think this is just one of those things that eventually we will have science on it and, yeah, it's just one of those things that I, I just don't know how people like don't want to believe in it. <laughs> That's mental that you use that example because I literally had a conversation. I can't remember who's, I think I was on a podcast for someone else, like I was a guest. And I gave that same example about how we, if someone told us that we'd be following our, like have the world <laughs> at our fingertips. That's so crazy you use that example there. And and yes, I have seen um, those studies that you're talking about. So I've seen how they look at the brain map and then how the uh, penile, yeah, yeah, yeah. the pineal gland opens and like there's like a electromagnetic kind of energy around it in the brain it's so fascinating I I, I mean I I'm just this person that I love 
this stuff so I will research yes. it even in my spare time I'm like I love it give it to me I want to know more about the universal world and beyond but yes. um I think if we come back to kind of like the ethos of my podcast which is obviously called permission to shine I'd like to know when your moment was in your life where you gave yourself permission to shine. That could be obviously the fact that you accepted your gifts or if there was another moment that kind of ties in. I'd love to know that connection because obviously we're talking about your gifts and like how you use that now going forward. But obviously there would have been a time where you hadn't done that yet. So I'd love to know more about that. Sure. So I had that experience with my grandma and then you know, I went to college after that. And your rational mind is definitely when you're at university because you're studying. And so you're using that part of it. It was really after college, whenever I was finding my way with my career, and I wasn't sure what path to take. And I was in medical sales for a very long time. But it wasn't until one of my friends, um, she was so supportive of me. And she said, you know, you can be a psychic and a psychic is someone who develops them, understands them, controls their ability versus just being psychic, having these experiences, but not controlling and developing them. And for me, I was just like, no, anyone, I, I can't do that. It's for other people, you know, like I'm not going to be like, and she just kept saying like, why you obviously have this amazing gift. You're having these dreams that are coming true. Spirits coming to you. This has to be happening for a reason. Why don't you just dive into it? And it really got me thinking like, yeah, why don't I dive into it? I love this stuff. And so now I, I'm still in my medical sales job, but I am working closer to doing this full time, which would be my Awesome. Like that would be amazing if I could do this full time and just have clients and do readings. But um, yeah, I guess it was just like that light bulb moment of, yeah, like I can do anything. Right. So why aren't I doing it? <laughs> and then I really went into my path from there. Yes, I love that. And it was almost like your friend could see the light in you and, and all of these amazing things and probably how you lit up as you spoke about it. And she was like, do it. And I think sometimes that that bit of um, that guidance is what we need, that, that permission, isn't it, right? That permission slip to be like, just do it, go for it. And, and what have you got to lose, I guess, as well? She's saying you might as well give it a try, eh? Yes. So so when you were, um, obviously, as you started to develop this um, gift, your gifts and all of these things, from a young age when you were aware of it, was your family aware that you had these connections too? And what are their thoughts on kind of how you're progressing now? Sure. So it's funny you say that. So um, I really didn't tell them until I was like in my 30s. I didn't even tell them about my experience with my grandma for like years because and in the moment, I could have told them then, but it was like everyone was crying. And again, I didn't want them to think I was just making it up to make them feel better. So it took me years to even tell them that that was going on. And when I did, no one was surprised. My mom was like, oh yeah, I have abilities too. And then my aunt's like, oh yeah, me too. And then my cousin and my uncle and my other cousin. So everyone had abilities. And I'm like, okay, so we all have abilities. I felt very alone with this for like the last 20 years and no one talks about it. Like what? <laughs> so apparently um, I know that my great grandma uh, was a, a witch and I have been told by my mentor that um, all of my ancestors had been using their powers for bad. So they were like bad. Um, they were like doing spells and curses and things like that. And I'm the first one that's breaking that and trying to do good with my ability. So I have kind of a uphill battle because, you know, that negative side wants to stay, wants you to stay negative, but don't worry, I have them beat. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my whole family has abilities and no one was surprised. And now they're just like, they think it's amazing what I'm doing because a lot of them, like my sister, um, she wants nothing to do with it. Like she's complete opposite of me. I love it, but she wants nothing to do with it. And a lot of them I think had fears or thought it was against their religion. So I'm like the spokesperson now. And for all my younger uh, generations, like my younger cousins. So now that they see I'm talking about it and that they know now that we have it in our family so that if they start to have it, I don't want them to be where I was either. So yeah, I'm like, why I just don't get why society doesn't talk about these things. It's not like, like, why is it so hush hush, you know? So I just feel like I don't want to be that person. I'm coming out of the, the spiritual closet, you know, and letting everyone just like, let me guide them, you know? So that's, that was my experience. Yeah. I love that so much. And it makes so much sense, doesn't it? Because, um, 
I, I feel like I was waiting for you to almost say that. Like I felt like because you have this connection, I was like, it's inevitable that your family are connected in some form of a way. But how wonderful that you're a cycle breaker in that as well. And actually, a lot of the guests that I have on my podcast, for whatever reason, they tend to be cycle breakers too. So I think that's a really nice thing. I think it's the same with me, you know, my story and like how I live my life. So it's nice that we kind of all, we all connect in that beautiful way. But when on, on the back of obviously you saying that your family are all connected, in my family, we have a similar thing. So no one's actually done anything with their gifts, but it's something that I'm aware of that we all have and um yeah it's just interesting isn't it how it's taboo like it's not really spoken about and then I think about how um like lots of parts of the world interconnect in this um thing you know especially with culture we think about you know um I've got friends that are Roman Egypti and they have that in their blood so you know using tarot cards and all of these things and then you've got um you know, the uh, Indian traditions. And if we look at Vedic religions and, and and like how that connects and it's just, it is so wonderful. And I, I believe in every religion, there is an element of spirituality that is so much deeper than just what's written in the transcripts of, you know, whatever religion it is. Um, and that they can coexist. I do think that religion and spirituality can coexist. I think everything can coexist. I don't think that there's a right or wrong in anything. I believe everything. I, I literally generally do. I think there's something in everything that we can take it away from. And um, yeah, it's really wonderful. And I think it's great that you're now paving the way for your next generation because it's so important. And I think when we accept who we are fully, it then, yeah, allows everyone else around you to do the same thing, which is just a wonderful world to create, isn't it? You know, just on, on the whole of that. So I guess, you know, if we think about, say someone listening isn't sure how they can or maybe they've had like a few experiences but they're not sure whether it's you know a, a gift or not what would be kind of like three sort of things that you would say to someone like maybe to help them enhance their gifts or to find out a little bit more about I mean you might have three other tips that you might suggest that are along those lines but yeah please do share sure so well, first, I would definitely tell them to get my free PDF because that's going to show them all the experiences. Um, but the first step I would say is to really look back at your experiences. And I always tell people to write a journal of them because you don't realize how many you have until you set that intention to really think of them. And then once you're thinking, you start to think of more and more to write down like, oh, I forgot that one. I forgot this one. So if they're all in one place and you write them all down and set that intention to remember them, it also enhances your intention to now anyone in the future that you're going to have and just keep adding to that list. But the, the bigger part of that is the why. Why did I have that experience? So you want to see if there's a pattern, you know, were, were you going through something very stressful with your family, with a career, or were you going through some sort of trauma? Because spirit doesn't just come to you for no reason. It's for a reason. So even though you might be able to see what the experience was, the next step is the why. Why did they come to me? What was the message? What was I supposed to take from that? And you might not be able to do it for the past, but it sets that intention for the future to start noticing the experience and then the why and what can I take from that to move on. So that was definitely, I think, the first thing to really open up your mind and really start believing. Because if you don't believe, then you're never going to have these experiences or ever recognize that you're having them. So that's the first step. The second one is definitely to listen to your intuition. And some people don't know really what that is, but it's a four-step process. So the first thing is you have to ask your intuition a question, because how can you get an answer if you don't ask a question? So first, you have to ask it a question. Then to listen, even though we use that term, you're actually not listening at all. It's a feeling. It's a feeling in your gut. It's a feeling in your heart. And your rational mind starts working in five seconds. So you only have those first four seconds to hear or feel your intuition. Once you start thinking about the question you just asked, you've already missed the intuition boat. So you need to feel what the answer is. Feel it in your soul, in your spirit, in your heart, in your stomach. And then you need to trust it because that's the third step. Because it's always going to lead you to that right path. It's always going to get you to the right decision, choice, whatever it might be. So you need to trust it. And then you need to act on it and actually do what it says. And if you miss any one of those four steps, you're, act you're not actually listening to your intuition. So that's a huge part because that gets you to trust yourself. And when you can trust yourself more, you'll trust those messages from spirit coming in. 
And the last one I would say, and I'm sure everyone's heard this before, of course, is to meditate. Um, so even if it's five minutes a day, and some people say they're not good at it, but you can start at even just two minutes, you know, it doesn't have to be like an hour long process. And that's why it's called a meditation practice, because you do need to practice at it. And I always say to start with a guided meditation, because that just helps a lot in what you're supposed to be doing during the meditation. Because the next step really is visualizations. And that's what opens your, your pineal gland, your third eye chakra. That's your psychic muscle. So start with the meditation and then you would move on to visualizations to open up that, that muscle that you need to do those exercises for, to, to develop your ability. Amazing. Absolutely. That, and you know, what's funny about that is that there are a lot of my practices that I teach to my clients and obviously mine aren't for um, to connect to spirit mine are to enhance your life and to heal on deeper levels and to unleash that inner um goddess or flame or fire or light within you you know it's, and it's so funny that it's literally the same practices that you're saying and I absolutely that you know that listening to your intuition is integral I think just in life in general you know and that's the self-trust thing that I talk about so much like when you can listen to what it is your soul wants and act on it you build that that self-trust and I think um that was a real turning point for me and you also said about you know, spirit will guide you at certain times in your life for a reason. And I think back to, you know, some of the most traumatic times in my life, or maybe my darkest moments. And I remember asking myself, like, why am I here? Like, why am I here? And that was the first time I ever heard anything other than my own self. So when you talk about the clear audio, I guess this is me coming out the spiritual closet. Um, but I had that message for the very first time then was um, to inspire. And that awesome. changed my whole life from that yeah. moment. And that was in a very, very dark place in my life where I was like, what am I doing here? Why, why am I, why am I here? Why am I still doing this? And um, yeah. And then from that point on that changed the trajectory of everything I do now. And I think, um, yeah, so hopefully that, that moment, if I shared that moment, it inspires anyone to do this work or, you know, to open that door to what it is you'll find like you exactly like you said there'll be moments in your life where you've been divinely guided you know like even um finding white feathers and things like that because I've been open for signs the universe has showed me signs or spirit has showed me signs and I think it's just um yeah that was really beautifully put all of the things that you listed because I think for me I'm passionate about all of that anyway so I love that you know we've been able to like coexist in this space with you know the goal I guess ultimately to give people fuller and and more beautiful lives and on that that thought there in all of the people that you've spoken to in beyond life and obviously in human form connecting to spirit what would you say that their summary of the meaning of life is or to get the best out of life sure so it all comes down to love I mean, it's absolutely the most powerful energy that there is. It's the guiding light that can help you. And with that, you'll want to help other people. So I feel like if we all help each other, that's really why we're here. Because you might have a skill that someone else doesn't have and vice versa. And if that's a amazing pattern to be a part of, if you can love and help each other, and that's really going to raise our vibration, make us more positive, give us that feeling of purpose in life. And it really shows how we can all connect each other. So you're just one person, but if you can start that chain reaction, you're becoming so much more part of the universe and the collective consciousness. So that's definitely what I get time and time again. And I really, truly do believe that. I mean, again, like we just connect on that because I always say if you shine your light, you know, your soul's purpose out to the world, you'll continue to inspire others. And then that'll inspire them to shine their light and chain reaction like you said which I love that we've just connected in this way and there's so many similarities because it just shows that you know there is definitely like a connection with these soul-led people that I speak with that we're all here like you know doing our light work or whatever it is you want to call it to make the world a better place so I love that you've shared that and uh, you know for anyone that's still listening hopefully we didn't lose you along the way but it's just really that reinforcement of of that message to just keep diving into you you know keep 
you know, committed to who you want to be and just trust that everything is always working out in your favor and listening to your gut and your intuition, right? That it will always guide you where you're supposed to be. And more often than not, maybe that intuition and that nudge is actually from spirit and not even from you. It could be far beyond, you know, who you are as a person. But um, it's been wonderful speaking to you, Brandy. And um, yeah, how, how can we find you? How can people work with you? What, 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 where, where do we find you? Sure. So of course my website, brandyvan.com. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. My handle is brandyvanmedium. Um, but yeah, if they want to get that PDF, that would be the first start. And then if they did want to book a discovery call with me, even if it's just someone who doesn't have that like-minded community and they just want someone to hear them out, like hear their experiences, let them know that I've been in your shoes. You're not crazy, you know, just so that I can offer that to them. I love talking about this stuff. I could talk about it all day. Um, so, and I love broadening my community and offering that to other people. So yeah, even if it's just, they just want to connect with me just to have that like-minded person hear them out. I'm all about it. So yeah, that's the best way that they can reach out to me. Amazing. And I will get you to send me all of your links and I'll put them in the show notes and then everyone can find you hundred percent. So to end the um, episode, I always do like a soul to soul message that could be based on what we've spoken about today. It could be something your younger self wanted to hear, but what would be your soul led message or soul to soul connection? So mine is to accept, to self-accept. So definitely accept yourself because we're all different. So don't compare yourself to other people because I think a lot of times, especially with social media, right? Everyone looks like they're living this amazing, perfect life. But, you know, you might have something that someone else doesn't have that maybe you don't even feel that grateful for where they're like, oh my gosh, I wish I had that. And you might think they have everything that they need. So I feel like if you just become grateful and, um, and just really believe in that, you know, and just accept yourself for who you are. You're, you're, you, you are who you are as a, for a reason. And we're all here for a purpose. So if you really truly believe in that and love yourself, accept yourself, then you'll just have such a healthier, happier life. Yes, I love that so much. I went to mute myself then because I thought I was muted, but I wasn't. I was unmuted. Anyway, thank you so much for sharing your beautiful knowledge and, you know, your light with us because, um, yeah, there were so many wonderful insights there. And I hope that anyone listening, that this conversation made you feel seen. And, you know, if you do want someone to speak to about this, Brandy obviously is the go-to for it. So thank you so much, Brandy, for being with us today, sharing your beautiful light with us and making the world a better place for just being who you are, because we need more of that for sure. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me.